God wants our faith to be involved with every aspect of living life on this earth. So if it's, it's, if it's a part of living life, our faith can be involved in that situation. Yes. Amen. 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 Uh, even if you go to doctors, even if you go to, to hospitals and you take medicines, you still should put your faith in God in, in every area of your life. Praise God. You're actually exercising faith when you, when you, you take medicines because you're believing it's going to help you. Well, along with that, believe in God helping you in the midst of that. Take the medicine and say, say thank you, Jesus. By his stripes, I was healed. At least start there. Amen? Why? Because faith will bring power on the scene to bring to pass what God says. Hallelujah. And it's, it's a part of, of uh, living life, not just for getting saved. Are you following me with that? He says, now if any man, now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, draw back from believing, draw back from trusting his word, he says, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. You still might be his child, but God's not pleased by unbelief. He's pleased by faith. Amen. says, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, which means utter loss, pain, and, 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 and ruin. He says, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. So faith, what I want to see, verse 38, now the just shall live by faith. Whatever you're, whatever you're going through living your life, faith can help you. Faith can bring, bring victory in that aspect of life. Hallelujah. That's why God gave us faith. And, and the Bible talks about faith. It's not just like the, the Christian faith, but it is a law. It's a principle. It's a force that he's given us to operate in to help us live this life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you listening to me? I found out that faith, it doesn't end at salvation, there's, there's faith. The first thing that I found out about faith that helped me see this was that there's faith for healing. And I used to get sick, uh, you know, seasonally every, every year, a couple times a year, whenever the seasons changed, I'd, I'd get, you know, attacked, I'd go through sickness and, and go through the, the, the weeks that you go through when you're attacked with, you know, sinus infections and all those things. I still get attacked with that, but I got, I'm believing something against it now. Uh, but I used to always get sick. And once the sniffles started, I would start anticipating, okay, it's going to take two weeks for me to walk this thing out. And I remember I was listening uh, to, I think it was uh, Kenneth E. Hagan, and he was teaching about the woman with the issue of blood who, who touched the hem of Jesus' garment. I think it's in Mark chapter 5. Uh, and Jesus, Jesus said, to, you know, after she touched, power came into her body. Jesus said, who touched me? And he said, woman... Basically, at the end of the story, he says, Woman, thy faith hath made thee whole. Yeah. Not my faith, your faith. Yeah. Thy faith hath made thee whole. I was in my bed. 
on Roanoke Avenue in my mom's house. And I was sick as a dog. And I just kept hearing that verse over and over again. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And I, I, it dawned on me, wholeness can come through my faith. I can bring wholeness by my faith. If her faith made her whole, my faith can make me whole. And I almost jumped out of the bed with excitement. And I just kept saying that, hearing that in my mind, my faith can make me whole. I can be whole by my faith. And I had the first healing miracle, and it was an instant one. I was, uh, something happened to where it broke what was on my body, and I was, I was well from that point on from my bed. It was, I was totally well. I never experienced that before in my life. That was the first miracle of healing that happened to me that I experienced. And it was the first thing that made me realize, hey, this thing called faith is pretty powerful. Nothing else that I had tried could break the cycle of sickness four times a year. I tried every, every kind of sinus medication you could possibly find. Every nose spray you could possibly use. It didn't bring wholeness. It helped me just cope with the symptoms. Right? But I found something that would bring healing to me. And I found out that faith is not just for salvation. There's faith for healing. Look at this in Acts chapter, Acts chapter 14. It specifically says it. In Acts chapter 14, here's, here's a guy who um, is in a bad condition, crippled from his mother's womb. In verse 7 it says, Paul went down to this place, and in verse 7, Acts 14, 7, it says, And there they preached the gospel. And there at, sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. What happens when the gospel is preached? 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 Faith, what comes by hearing and hearing by the word? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. So the gospel is preached. Faith is coming. Faith is coming. Faith always comes. Faith always comes. When the word comes, faith comes. So the word is, the gospel, the good news is being preached. And it says this guy had no past experience of anything, you know, being different in his health. It says the same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him, and this is Paul perceiving this guy, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. So Paul is picking up the rise of faith in this guy and perceiving, he, notice it says he had faith to be healed. So there was faith in him to heal him. And he didn't even know it. 
but he was hearing the gospel, so faith was coming. 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 Right? And Paul perceived what was going on in his heart, that he had faith to be healed. But up, up to this point, he wasn't healed. Right? Because he had to act on what he believed. What he, he didn't lack faith. He, acted, he lacked acting on his faith. Putting his faith into action. Watch. At that point, he's, he's still a cripple. This is an outstanding miracle. This is more than a sinus infection. This is more than a common cold. I would, I would suggest you start on a common cold. <laughs> but it says, it says, he said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Here's a guy that never before had experienced healing in his body. He had no previous experience to, to draw from that, that this is going to bring hope to me that this situation is going to change. He was crippled from his mother's womb. Something happened in that womb that caused him to be crippled. Right? And, but he, Paul, he's hearing the gospel. Faith is coming. Faith is coming. Faith is coming. And, and Paul's perceiving this guy's got faith to be healed, but he needed to get it activated. He needed to get it operative. So you can have the faith that you need, but you don't know how to get it operative. So what did he do? He lacked acting on it. He had to, he had, his acting is what activated the power. His acting is what would draw the power into his body. He had to act on what he was uh, told to believe, right? He was, he's being told, he, he's, he, Paul knows he has faith to be healed. And he, he says, well, this guy can be healed if I can just get him to act. Think about that. Think about that. Hallelujah. I had a friend in Bible school, um, Kurt, you, Brother Curtis. Remember Brother Curtis Merriweather? He's come here and he's preached before. And we were, we, I was a maintenance man at this apartment complex. He was a maintenance man at this apartment complex. And we kind of lived on the same level, just around the corner a little bit. And uh, I got sick and he heard I was sick. <laughs> and I was really sick. I mean, bad sick. And couldn't get out of bed. Somehow, uh, Candy was conversing with, with uh, his wife, and Curtis heard about it, and he comes over. And we listened to faith. We listened to teachers and preachers about faith as we worked on these apartment complexes. And he, he said, he comes into the room. You know, like Candy comes to the door, comes into the room where I'm at. And he's saying, John, what are you doing? I said, oh, Kurt, man, I'm bad. <laughs> I feel like I feel terrible. I feel like I've been run over by a truck, man. I just don't feel good at all. And he says, well, what's the word of God say? Oh, by his stripes I am healed. Oh, himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. And he says, come on, John, you got faith to be healed. I said, oh, Kurt, man, I just need to rest. I'm tired, man. My head hurts, my back hurts, blah, 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 blah. He said, come on, John, you got faith to be healed. Oh, Kurt, I know. I know you love me and all that, but man, I'm just tired. You know, I'm moaning and blah, blah, blah. He said, come on, John, get out of that bed. So he comes over to the side of my bed, pulls me out of bed, puts me, puts my, I put my arm around him, and he starts walking me around the room. See, I had faith to be healed, but I wasn't acting in line with what I believed. 
So he, 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 he got me to act. So we walked around in my, our, our uh, t- townhouse apartment, or it was a townhouse, but our, our two-bedroom, two-bedroom, yeah, apartment, and we walked from the living room back to the bedroom and back and forth, back and forth, and he kept quoting scriptures, and he telling me, quote, he goes, keep speaking the word, keep speaking the word, keep speaking the word, keep speaking the word. And in that, there came a point in one of those steps, things started to change in my body. I started to feel better. I wasn't totally feeling better, but I was, I was, something started to happen in my body. And so he, he left, and I, I started to think, well, I ought to just keep this going. It's kind of a good idea. And I kept speaking the word of God, kept acting on what I believed, and eventually every symptom left my body. So I'm not talking about something that I just try, I don't have any experience in. It happened in my body. I know it, it can heal the body. There's faith for healing. Praise God. Just think about how much money you can save if you can, you can use your faith instead of the doctors. That's not your motive, but you, know, you want to be well. And, this is not, and people who go to the doctor, why do you go to the doctor? Because you want to be well. What's wrong with that? The doctors are fighting the same enemies we're fighting. Right? So, so there's faith. It's not just for getting saved. There's faith for healing. What about, what about strength? What, if I, what about when you need strength? Faith can bring strength to your body. Look at this, Hebrews 11, 11. It's a story about Sarah. And Sarah couldn't conceive. Her body was beat down and something was wrong that she couldn't conceive. How many of you know Hebrews 11 is full of stories of faith? So here's a woman that can't conceive. But you're going to see how faith can even help women who can't conceive to conceive. So that's affecting a physical organ in your body, the womb. Look at this in Hebrews 11. 11, and, and you know all through Hebrews 11, it's by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Well, then it's going to talk about uh, Sarah. It says, it says, through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. She received strength to conceive seed. Something in her womb was blocking the seed from meeting with the egg and causing conception to take place and life to begin. Something was dead in her womb. But by faith, she received strength. Power came in her womb to conceive. Something by God aided the natural process in her body to then advance it to the point that it could conceive. It's not unusual for a woman to conceive. But something was stopping the natural course of that, and faith brought strength and power on the scene 
to advance the systems that were already in her body. And she conceived. So that's like faith bringing strength to help your body with stuff. Right? And if I, I said, well, if she receives strength to conceive seed, I can receive strength to get up every day and go to work. Thank you, Lord, for strength. The Lord is the strength of my life. Right? Thank you, Lord, for strength. Strengthen me, Lord, with all might, according to your glorious power. Amen. I, I don't want to conceive, but hallelujah. I want to get up and go to work today. Can, have you ever been tired? You don't feel like getting up? Faith can bring strength to you. But you got to talk like you believe before you ever feel it. And you got to get in gear. Can you say amen to that? What about, what about when you don't know what to do when you face certain situations and you got, I, I just, I'm puzzled. I don't have a solution. I can't figure this out. God, you got to give me some smarts. You know, or you might have a number of choices. What's the right choice? And what to do and when to do it and how to do it. Well, you know, faith can help you there. Look in James chapter 1. We have lots of decisions we need, we need wisdom on. But, you know, faith can bring wisdom on the scene. Faith can bring wisdom to help you to know what to do or give you insight into a situation. Have you ever seen a situation or looked at something, I just can't figure this out. I, I just can't figure this out. I don't, I'm just, I don't get it. But if you could see into it and see all that's involved, you would, you would know what to do. Right? You'd gain some insight. Right? That's what wisdom is. Wisdom gives you insight into the situation. Gives you insight into all the elements in the situation. And you see how everything fits. Amen. Right? Well, you can, you can ask for wisdom by faith. If any of you lack wisdom, any of you lack insight as to the true nature of things or a, a picture of what's really going on, it says, let him ask of God that giveth all men liberally and upbraideth not. God's not going to... God's going to pour it out for you, but he, and he won't find fault with you. I'm not giving this to you because you got this and this and this. No, he'll still give you wisdom. He wants you out of that. And it says, uh, it, it says, that giveth all men liberally and upbraideth not, he won't find fault, and it shall be given him. But, look at this, let him ask in faith. Let him ask in faith. Let him ask in faith. I could be asking and, and really not believe anything. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, nothing doubting, nothing wondering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Well, let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. The double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. But look, it says, if you lack wisdom, insight to the true nature of things or a broad picture. Have you ever heard the saying in the world, uh, you can't see the forest for the trees? What's that mean? That's a little phrase that say you're so into the situation, you, can't, you don't have a perspective. But if you could like remove yourself from the situation and get a broad picture of what's going on, you say, oh, I see what's happening here. That's what wisdom does. 
And you can get that by your faith. You can get that by your faith. Let him ask in faith. Praise God. So faith can help me have solutions. Faith can help me have insight. Have you ever had a problem, an issue, and you, you go and you talk to everybody, and the more you talk to people, the more confused you get? And then, not that people are bad, but everybody's got their own idea. Everybody talks from their perspective. How about talking to the one who has the best perspective, God Almighty? You can get faith for wisdom. Faith will bring wisdom to you. What's that? You'll see a broad picture of what's going on. You'll see into the situation. You'll know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Can you say amen to that? How many of you want your prayers answered? How many of you know that prayer doesn't cause faith to work? Faith causes prayer to work. I don't want to just pray. I want to get, I want to get answers. Look in 1 John chapter 5. I know you know these verses, but I think we need a review of faith every once in a while. First John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, it says, And this is the confidence, this is the faith that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we, we know we have the petitions we desired of him. We can have confidence in our prayer that God heard it and will grant the petitions when we're asking according to his will. What's, what's his will? Well, his word is his will. Amen. And there's so much in the Bible that shows us God's will that he's for us. He's not against us. Amen. How many of you know the Lord is on our side? Amen. How many of you know we're on the Lord's side? Yes. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So, so faith can bring answers to our prayers. Yes. What about your children's health? Yes. You know, when you're, you're a parent, you, you, you don't like it when your kids get sick. No. Right? But remember the woman, the Syrophoenician woman whose daughter <clears throat> was sick? And she went to Jesus in behalf. Here's Jesus. Here's a, per, a mother going to Jesus in behalf of a child, her child. Right? And, and the, the, the climax of the story is basically her faith, believing God, healed her child. Hallelujah. Now we want to do all we can in the natural to help our children stay well. And, and we're not against going to the doctors and all that. But don't just do that without your faith. Amen. Right? Faith can bring power to heal our children. Amen. Maybe we should look at that story. Look, look at that in, in uh, Matthew chapter 15, just briefly. Verse 22, it says, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And he answered her not a word. 
And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not fit or meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Whose faith are we talking about here? It's her faith. But watch what happens. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. So her faith affected her daughter's health. Her faith brought wholeness to her, her daughter's body like the woman of issue, with the issue of blood's faith brought wholeness to her own body. So that means in certain cases, faith will work for others. My faith can help other people. Right? And that usually is where you have authority. And you have authority over your children. Right? While they're under your authority in the home, they're under your authority. Faith will work for things that are under our authority. You know? Faith will, we can cause things to happen for things that are under our authority. Praise God. You know that? You're, you're right there in Matthew. Go back a couple chapters. Matthew chapter 8. I hope you, you, it's okay that we don't just breeze through these scriptures and never take the time to read them. We should, we should take the time to read the scriptures. Matthew chapter 8. Here's a situation where someone's a servant in somebody's house under their authority. And verse 5, it says, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Now this, think about this. Your faith can work where there's distance between you and the one that needs the help. Think about that. It says, because he's going to Jesus, but the person that's sick is at home. Verse 7, Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. In other words, that's the normal way. I, I go where the sick person is. Right? And, and healing can take place. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. Here's all you got to do. But speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. We don't even have to drive to my house. You, you just, just speak the word. My servant can be healed. All you got to do is speak the word. Hallelujah. Then we can go have a cup of cappuccino and fellowship a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. He says, for, here's what his reasoning is. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go. And because he's under my authority, he goes. And to another, come. And because he's under my authority, he cometh. And then, and to my servant, do this, because he's under my authority, he, did, he does it. Right? 
So he's recognizing that when something is under someone's authority, you can affect things that are under your authority. He's realizing Jesus has authority over sickness and disease. And that he can affect things under his authority. I know I'm a man under authority and I do stuff and it causes it to happen. I know this sickness and disease is under your authority, Jesus, and you can cause things to happen. Hallelujah. In other words, faith can work to affect things that are under our authority. Can cause it to go, can cause it to come, or cause it to be done. Thank you, Jesus. And think about this. This happened, this happened when he wasn't even there. Why? Because faith brings the power of God on the scene wherever it's needed. Thank you, Jesus. You're not always with the person that needs the help, right? But your faith doesn't know any time or distance in the spirit realm. Thank you, Jesus. You can still affect things. Can I get an amen from somebody? Why? Because faith brings power into the situation. Faith brings power into the situation. In this case, it was somebody that wasn't even present with them. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You need something delivered somewhere? This works better than Amazon. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. Look in Mark chapter 11. I'm not wearing you out, am I? Mark chapter 11, Jesus talked about faith affecting things under our authority. This is sometimes why we try to get it to work when they're not under our authority and it doesn't work. But we have authority over certain things. I have authority in my own home. I can affect things in my home for good or bad. Because it's under your authority. Amen. We got to conquer things there. But look in Mark chapter 11, Jesus also said that faith can cause things to be removed. Faith can cause things to be received. Faith can cause, help you, th- help you uh, release things. Look at this, verse 22. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Or have the faith of God. Some translations say, well, what, how, how, what is the faith of God? He says he's going to show how it works. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. In other words, when you believe and say things in line with the Bible, you can cause things to be removed. Right? The mountain, be removed. Don't don't start with a big, huge mountain. Just think about something that you want to be removed (laughs) in your circumstances. Faith can be used for removing things. Right? But then he says, faith can be used to receive things. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you, what? Receive them and you shall have them. So not only can faith cause things to be removed, faith helps you receive things. Faith can help you receive 
things from God. And then he closes with faith helps you release things. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any that your father also, forgive means to release or dismiss, which is in uh, heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. How many of you know sometimes it takes faith to forgive? Because you don't feel like it. At the time when you usually need to forgive the most is when you don't feel like it. But you can release, you can have, you can release a person by faith whether you feel like it or not. So faith helps you release people. So many things would go away if we just release them. I just release them. You don't owe me. I'm not going to make you pay. Praise God. But that takes faith. You want to be a good forgiver, be, a, be full of faith. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So that, that's a lot of life. I, did, I didn't cover everything that, we, that possibly that faith is involved with, but that's a lot of life. Don't, don't let anybody tell you or don't let anybody come along, teach you or convince you that faith was just a movement or that faith was just some temporary emphasis in the body of Christ, or just a temporary focus. No, faith is a way of life. Faith is a, a law that operates. Faith is a principle we use. It's a way of living. The just shall what? Live by faith. If it has to do with living, faith can be involved with it. I'm using my faith all the time. Praise God. I use it for, you know, you might think this is silly, but I believe God for parking places sometimes. <laughs> You know, I believe God for favor. I believe God for good deals. Thank you, Jesus. I believe God for lots of things. Right? Use your faith. Praise God. But then I'll close with this. Go to the book of Galatians. Our faith life is never greater than our love walk. Your faith won't operate, function, put forth power, be operative any higher than your love walk. Look in Galatians 5 or 6, for it says, For in Jesus Christ... Neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision. It's not some religious rite that avails, but faith which worketh, which operates, which functions by love. Faith working by love. Faith becomes operative. Faith delivers power to the situation by love. So our, our, our faith life, which brings victory, will never be greater than our love walk. You know, it's just like, have you ever had some object and you, you, it's, you plug it in and it's operating? Right? I had a lamp up here and I had plugged it in. Everything's connected, right? It, it operates. Right? The first, you know, your TV, something goes out with your cable. You know, as long as it's plugged in, it's operating. It's functioning, right? 
but it goes out. First thing they tell you to check the power, right? Because if it's unplugged, it's going to be unoperative. It's not going to operate, right? If your faith is not working, check your love. Check your love. Because you get unplugged, walking out of love unplugs your faith. That's why we get tempted to get in strife, arguing, and all that sort of stuff. Because the enemy knows if we step out of love, faith won't work. And then we won't receive things, we won't remove things, we won't, uh, you know, it won't, faith won't be able to help us to be healed, faith won't help us in any area. You short, you unplug your faith when you, you unplug means it's not going to operate, it's not going to fu- function. How does the enemy do that? It's, it's, with, it's with getting us out of love. It's getting us out of love. And so we got to, we really got to walk in love, you know? And if we, you know, when you, 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 you're, this is the ideal, when you mess up, confess it, but don't just stop there. Get back on track. Amen. Amen. Thank God we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Can you say amen to that? You know, just a final point. Go go to first, we'll close with this verse. First Corinthians 13. You know, as I think it was um, Brother Stewart who was up here preaching the day I was in San Antonio. My plane got delayed. I didn't get back, but I came after the service had started. And he was up here preaching, and he was going through First Corinthians chapter thirteen. This was on a Wednesday night, and I noticed uh, when it starts defining what love is, verse four through eight. It says, "Charity suffereth long." And is kind, charity envieth not, charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, on and on and on. In those verses, I don't know why I think this way, but I started counting. And there's, it's, there's 16 things that are said about love. But there are eight of those 16 that tells you not to do something. And there's eight that tell you to do something. So sometimes love, you'll see where love suffers long and is kind, but love envies not. So it's telling you something not to do. So love is not just an action it's a restraint of action. Amen. It's when you don't do certain things. It's interesting. Yeah. And, and to be balanced in love, there's things to do and things not to do. You'll be walking in love when you don't do something. Good, yeah. Think about that. Yes, sir. See, love holds things in check. Yes. Amen. We always define love as an action. Love is an act. It's what you do. But also love is a restraint from what you do. You don't do certain things. Look at all the places where it says not. Amen? Amen. Praise God. God is good. Guess what? Love of God shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Stand.